is the Notebook Wagering Show on the Wild Style Network. Here are your hosts, Q, Smitty, Matt, and J-Cam. What is up? We got a full crew today for back-to-back shows. I love it. This is Christmas Eve. If you guys haven't taken notice, we touched on it last night. Little teaser to end the show. It's not called Christmas. It's called College Baseball Playoffs. We're here to cover it for a special edition of Notebook Wagering. And we're bringing on Matt Grissom, the expert analysis from NCAA Insiders. It's how he was addressed on VEASAN. What's going on, Matt? Man, I'm just living the dream, ready to open presents, a.k.a. these lines for tomorrow's slate. I love it. Just put a nice little bow. What's going on, fellas, from the book wager and Smitty, Nails. And we're going to preface, we've got two mats on the show, so Nails is going to be our Matt from the book wager and then Matt will just be Matt Grissom. So and then we got Jason joining us. Let's get ready to go, fellas. What's y'all's thoughts opening? I feel like this is college exams. I've been cramming now for like four straight days, <laughs> trying to try to get this thing out and try to get in my bets, but I'm ready to take the exam, ready to ace it. I agree. I actually had a coffee this morning. I think a Mountain Dew at lunch, a drink while at the gym. I'm a little, little skittish, a little jittery, a little excited and uh, ready to go on this college world series bracket that we're going to set up. Yeah, I'm excited here. A lot of great action tomorrow. Friday's going to be fantastic. A lot of bets are going to be firing out, and that's the way we like it. Nails, when you just said all that, it sounded like you forgot to tell us you had like a Newport menthol in somewhere in that. <laughs> <laughs> no, just a, just a jewel. One of those, those things that people smoke nowadays. I love it. I love it. All right, boys, let's, uh, let's kind of start it off. Let's look into the future. Uh, Matt and, and then I kind of talked about this, you know, it's, it's sort of unfair to really, I guess, say what we got him at because the lines have changed obviously through the progression of the season, but there are still some value picks that, that we think are on the show, uh, with, with you being the guest, Matt, why don't you start off kind of with some of the futures you have, and then, uh, I'll touch on mine and then we'll see what these guys have. So I think the biggest one still on the board that you could hop on would be Clemson. This team is riding a 16-game win streak. They've got new head coach Eric Backage, who's been there before. The Clemson Tigers, you know, say what you will about their pitching staff. They're playing really well right now. And that team, I think you could still get it 25 to 1. Florida, I've seen it anywhere to 7 to 1 to 11 to 1, depending on where you get the line. I think Florida is a complete team. They've got an offense that's just as hot as LSU's. And I would say outside of Paul Skeen's, a better pitching staff. Uh, Q really likes my Arkansas Razorbacks. I'm a little bit more hesitant to bet on a team that's ripped my heart out several (laughs) times in my lifetime. But let's call it what it is. The Hogs are playing really well. Hagen Smith, Hunter Holland two hard-throwing lefties, and then you've got one of the best closers in the country in Brady Tigert. It's a complete team right now, and Dave Inhorn knows how to win. I said it on VSIN last night. If you could quantify will to win and heart, this team would be off the stat page. Unfortunately, none of their stats actually are, uh, and and shout out to J-Cam for, for all his hard work on that, man, putting that Putting the the spreadsheets, I don't think I've read so many numbers in my life, but I loved every second of it. So I cannot thank you enough for that. 
no problem, man. That's my unfortunate. That's my day to day. That's just that's just a wall of tiny oh. spreadsheets and numbers. So yeah. It's funny you actually brought up like the quantifying will to win. Jason and I actually talk about that pretty frequently on shows. Uh, so that's kind of our sticking point. We talked about it in college basketball. When you talk about Ken Palm ratings, we've talked about it, you know, in, in a playoff setting. So kind of why don't we translate that into Jason to kick us off and then we'll go nails and then Smitty and then I'll kind of round off the futures. Yeah, I'm I'm a little on the long futures. I'm a little short right now. I was intrigued by Clemson. I kind of have Tennessee coming out of there, so that's why I'm a little nervous on that one. Um, and I mean, Oregon State was a team I was interested in at a nice price, but Q informed me the other day they're out of pitchers. Um, so I don't really have anything long term at this point. I'm going to get something down, so I will pass at this point to Smitty since he's looking at me right now, well tanned. Well, I tried, man. A lot of a lot of yard work today. <laughs> First day of summer, man. I'm so excited. No, I'm the same way. I didn't jump on anything. Um, I do have three futures. I did Oregon State too, Jason. And I did that, a, uh, you know, a couple, like about a month ago. And, you know, Q broke our heart last night doing the show that <laughs> came out. And he's like, oh, this guy's hurt and this guy's hurt. So it kind of was, it was crushing to that. I did take Tennessee also uh, to win the college. And these are college World Series uh, plays that I did. And then I did jump on today. I did Vanderbilt too, because um, I just think Vandy, I like their pitching. I like their defense and their offense has kind of come around a little bit. Now I know Matt has said that uh, it still scares them. And that's always a little nervous when Matt's saying, uh, you know, I try to listen to Q and Matt a little bit and I try to feed off them uh, with some information, but I think I like how Vandy's playing and I like Vandy and there's uh set up here this weekend. And I think they're going to get to the college world series. So we'll see what happens. Nails. What do you got, bud? I know what you have. (laughs) Well, I've I've been stuck all year on UVA. So I had a bet on them beginning of the season to take it all. So that's locked in. I do have three more that I like, and I love the dogs. So we're going to throw out some dogs. Uh, Jason had, put in a bet in for me, Oral Roberts to win the uh, Stillwater bracket. I, I like that as a four seed coming out. I believe he got that for me at plus 580, somewhere around there, maybe. Maybe not quite that high. I still love Texas Tech to go to the College World Series as well. I know Q's angry at me, but Ryan Hyatt's going to love me, so I'll take <laughs> I'll take the heat and smoke on Twitter, but that's okay. And then there's one more. I was, I was digging for, like, one more dog. Like, who can I just – really get behind and root for. I think it's Ball State, who has a pretty good depth, and they have a team that's been there before. So I think they were around. I think we lost you. Yeah, he's gone silent. Uh Uh-oh. Matt, we'll circle back around. I don't know what happened. We lost you there for a second. Uh, Or Nails. Uh, while he's trying to figure that out, I I've got a couple, I've got UVA as well. I have them at 25 to one nails and I have kind of been on them. Uh, I just like their consistent pitching. As I talked about on our show, uh, Matt, I like their offensive output. They're one of the best offensive teams in the country. And then I really put a lot of, of stock into championship caliber coaches, you know, Dave Van Horn, Kevin O'Sullivan, Brian O'Connor, and they obviously have Brian O'Connor who's, who's not only been there as a player, but now he's been there as a coach and he's won. So I, I really like UVA. I've, I've obviously got Florida at 14 to one. I got Wake Forest at a really good number. I don't think there's value with them now. 
Uh, they're right under four to one. Unless you're playing one bet only, stay away from them. But I think Tennessee's got some value still. I'm looking at them. You can still kind of get them uh, per circa at 25 to one. I, it, they're mental. If if they can get past the mental hump of not playing, you know, in Knoxville, then then they can win this whole thing, and, and nobody would be surprised. Um, I also have Arkansas. I know Matt's you know, kind of worried with that. I'm a little higher on him than he is, but two stud lefties, you know, lefties are traditionally harder to hit. They've got Brady Tigert, who is a closer and a starter. He can go pitch six innings, but he can also close it down. You know, they have Gage Wood out of the pen. And then I talked about, you know, Brady Slavens is the X factor for me, and he's just really turning it on. And I think he makes the whole team better and he gets those clutch hits. Anytime there's a, a big moment, he's typically tied into it, whether he's scoring a run, getting a base hit, you know, drawing a walk, whatever it is. So I've got them at 14-1. to 1. I still think there's value with Arkansas, Florida, and anybody else uh, south of that. So there is still some time from now until tomorrow to get a pick in. If you uh, take a look at our, our College Baseball Insiders, you know, regional guide, we, we kind of break that down and hopefully give you a winning pick. Uh, with that – there you go. Call the show. It's over. That's it. Call Man, the show. Can you Arkansas, <laughs> Florida, just bet them to a fault. That's it. All How right. did you get here? Oh. <laughs> Nails, did we get you back there, bud? I don't know. I don't. Th- I never thought I left, but. Yeah, we got you. I don't know what uh, happened. You you were kind of cut off. I know you were talking about Ball State. Did you have yeah. anybody else before we move on? No, that's it for right now. Ball State was a good one. I do like Boston College to get out of their region as well. That's an, another dark horse dog heavy i like it that that takes some big ball state to get out of that lexington regional that you know they're staying in dorm rooms this weekend so yeah we we covered that on our uh podcast last night with the notebook wagering guys and they're charging hotel rates yeah i'm wondering i'm wondering how that pans out just to the mental psyche of these teams i mean i i don't i haven't stayed in a dorm room and (laughs) about 20 years so i I can't imagine that they've changed just a whole lot but that's a a little bit of a downgrade from like an embassy suites i think i'd be afraid if i was a coach to see beer pong tables out and like empty wine bags slapping a bag and like red solo cups everywhere if my players are staying in a dorm room that that does worry me a little bit just, <laughs> just how you handicap that you're talking about quantifying it it's gonna be like watching blue win. mountain state how do you yeah how do you quantify a team not getting much sleep because <laughs> uh, i think it i think it'll matter see i think you turn it back around you're angry you're sleeping on a terrible mattress yeah. in, a, in a room that may have air conditioning probably does because it's in lexington then you gotta but... go to the yeah. to lexington to play yeah, on common bathrooms field. and common showers it's either bonding or breaking like it's gonna I mean, work yeah. both ways this is this is gonna sound awful, but hey, that might be an upgrade for WVU. <laughs> it might be. That's the sad part is they're thinking this is like the Ritz. <laughs> uh, sorry, J. Cam, I had to do it. That is that. that uh, all right, let's let's uh let's dive into these regions. We've got we'll start with Winston Salem, and we'll just kind of work down our guide here. I'm just gonna keep it short and sweet, and then I'll let you guys kind of wrap it up. I I don't think any team's really gonna challenge Wake Forest specifically because they uh, Maryland knocked them out last year in the Maryland region. This Wake Forest team has the best pitching staff. They've had it all year. They also have a really, really good offense with uh, Brock Wilkin, Nick Kurtz, Adam Sasir, Tommy Hawk to lead it off. Uh, got the best cleats in the game, rocking the Jordans in the leadoff spot. I, I don't see anybody challenging them. I know Northeastern's a good story. Sean Camp's a good story for, uh, for me and Smitty locally, uh, so it's cool to see that, but 
when they hit the diamond, this is a, a without a sweat. Wake Forest cruises through this regional. Yeah, that was my only question was Northeastern at plus six fifty. Is that any value at all? Just because that price is so high and the numbers were surprisingly good on the Huskies. I, I mean, it's it's definitely a value pick. I'd probably pick them over somebody else, but I I think realistically, like this Wake Forest team can win it all. And I know there's the curse, but that's just my opinion. Um, Matt, what's your thoughts? And then we'll we'll swing back. I tend to agree, and I'll go ahead and get this out of the way. For those that have followed my stuff, I anchor my whole handicap on pitching, and Wake Forest is solid greens across the board. I mean, they've got hats off to Northeastern because they are the number two pitching staff in this regional. But uh, I I think Wake Forest is just going to be way too much to handle for any of these teams. Nails, what you got? Yeah, we can make it short and simple. I think you're everybody's spot on. I think this is the easiest bracket that Wake Forest could get. Just punch, punch them through. It, keep it simple. Smitty? Yeah, I agree. I mean, Maryland can hit the ball, but their pitching's not great. I think, you know, again, Northeastern can can pitch. I don't think they're going to score enough runs. You could look at Wake Forest. They can hit. They can pitch. They're going to win this. Although, I hey, do. One, one quick thing. Oh. Is this yeah. gonna is this gonna be like the ESPN show where everybody picks the winner? We're all the same, and then this team goes out and gets torched, and we all look like idiots. <laughs> of course it is. Hopefully not. <laughs> I'm hoping okay, not. I'm. I'll I'll change my pick just on that because I've got a lot of money on the weight. Uh, but no, for real. So Maryland is is number two in the country in home runs with 120, and. The couch is notoriously short field. I mean, their left field line's 310, their right field line's 300, uh, center field obviously four, which is pretty standard in college baseball. So on this turf, I mean, Maryland could definitely get on base, and, and if you get enough people on base and start hitting home runs, they could surprise some people. That and would that's be assuming an overmatch they're, they're going to get board. past Northeastern. Yeah. I would almost look for an over matchup if Wake Forest and Maryland played together. Um, Jason, real quick before we left, I know you said it was minus up to minus 280. It opened up at minus 230. Matt did figure out that you can actually parlay some of the regionals. So if you are looking to kind of boost mm-hmm. up a, a region, throw Wake Forest in there because I, I think this is as close as a lock as you can get. Uh, and it's a way for you to be able to bet them, increase your odds a little bit without having to lay 280, you know, to uh, to one. So, that's kind of how I would approach that. I wouldn't play it singular. I think it's just too high. Um, now let's move on to the the only regional that matters this weekend. We're in Gainesville, Florida at Conjure Family Ballpark. I'm your host. Let's get through this nine innings, and we're going to get through the regional. Uh, Florida, I, I actually said I, I, I'm i going to give credit to Texas Tech and UConn. Uh, UConn was pesky last year, and frankly, they should have made the College World Series. They beat Stanford in game one. They had Stanford on the ropes in game two, and then Stanford threw back-to-back-to-back haymakers over the wall, and that really just crushed UConn when they sent it to a game three. UConn just didn't have any pitching, and you could tell when Stanford just turned it on in game three and routed them. But they are a pesky team. They are a good-hitting team. The pitching's not necessarily there. We talked about, you know, they lost to Xavier, which was a stolen bid. Xavier had no business winning the Big East. Uh, but another t- pesky team, you know, it's definitely not Florida A&M. I'm not even going to touch on them. 
they, but what I will say is they got a better record than Tulane, so they're not the worst team in this division, oh, uh, in my opinion. Again. <laughs> <laughs> I got a bounty there. So, But I think Texas Tech is actually scrappier than people realize. They have a good number one in Molina. There is a far drop-off uh, behind him, but they're one of the best-hitting teams in the country. You know, they've got some power. They hit really well for average. The problem is they're pitching. They're going to be able to score some runs against Florida. Florida's pitching the way they're lining it up is Cags is going to pitch game one against AM. Hopefully get him in a groove. And then Sprout Waldrop is going to be your weekend. The problem with Sprout and Waldrop is they like to be like Max Serzer and they leave a couple pitches up high in the zone and they get taken advantage of. Overall, I did lay Florida at minus 143. I feel very confident that they advance. No value on UConn of five to one. I to be honest, I think there's more value in Texas Tech if if okay. it's just me. I think they're a better team. I'll, I'll roll Q just because you brought up Texas Tech, and that's who I'm going to roll in this uh, regional uh, plus two eighty. Well, don't come on a show next week. Uh, <laughs> I know those are your boys. Uh, they've struggled in the regionals. You can't really deny it. they have a great coach, a great closer. Um, but Texas Tech is scrappy. Like you said, they led the Big 12 in runs. They're fourth in the ERA. I, I, I'm going to say one thing, though. If you just want to have some fun bets on this, when Texas Tech is playing U- UConn, just bet the over. That, Already did, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> just bombs away, boys. Smitty, what about you? Yeah, I'm going to go with Florida. I agree. I think it's going to be Texas Tech and Florida here. But, you know, you look at Florida, they're 30 and 6 at home. I just think that you know, the three starters are really good. They got a good closer. You know, I was a little concerned with their bullpen as the year went on a little bit. I've watched them a couple times and I just wasn't impressed. Seems like they've kind of steered the ship a little bit, got it back here that the offense can score. You know, Texas Tech's another team that can really put some runs on. I really think they're going to be there. I'm not high on UConn. You know, you saw Xavier beat them in the Big East championships and everything. Florida A&M, okay, thanks. I used to have a Florida A&M t-shirt back when I was growing up. I have no clue how I bought that, but I did. Um, Everything like that. I think it's Texas Tech and Florida, but this is the year. You know, Florida has struggled in the regionals here. They're going to get this, and they'll go to the Super Regional. Jason and Matt, you guys kind of round it off. I th- I'm taking a little taste of UConn at plus five, and I'll hedge against it. But uh, I just, Austin's biggest fan. <laughs> I, I just, I, I, you know, like you, you guys mentioned, they kind of struggled a little bit there at the end, but they have some pretty good numbers. They don't conference <laughs> decent, and I like the pitching stats. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it with five to one. But I do think Florida will win that region. Yeah, I don't like this Texas Tech team. They can't win away from home. Uh, which is surprising because not even people that live in Lubbock like to live in Lubbock, but <laughs> Texas Tech is, has, has found success there. UConn would probably be the only long shot that I'd put in, but it's not really worth donating. Yeah, Florida has struggled in the regionals. They seem to always kind of uh, stumble when, they're, when they have high expectations, but um, despite my better judgment and the fact that my 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 buddy here is wearing a Florida Gators hat. I can't really say anything other than I think the Gators move on. Yeah, I agree. Can I just tell you, our coach is probably the best coach in the land. He's doing an interview in the SEC tournament, and they're like, oh, what'd you do on your off day? He's like, oh, he's wearing a Tommy Bahama outfit. And he goes, oh, I was getting massages. I, that's a great coach. Why worry about practice? I need to get his body nice and ready to go. That's a That right there is a winning recipe. 
<laughs> that well, that hey, sounds like is, Todd Smith, if I'm being dead honest. That can turn quick, though, if it goes wrong. <laughs> well, listen, we're not Deshaun Watson. I said his name's Kevin O'Sullivan. What is quick. Kevin? What is Kevin O'Sullivan's record in the postseason, though? Don't worry about it. We got more championships than Dave Van Horn. Don't worry. He was Matt. He's relaxed though, so it's all good. Yeah, he's yeah, relaxed. I, I, That's what life's that, about, right there. Being relaxed. Don't worry about that it. That may be the problem. I saw an interview where they asked him, "Did you know Jack Caglione was going to be the superstar that he is?" And he said, "No, nobody could have known that." Well, if you're a good baseball coach, you probably see talent when talents are in front of your face. So, well. Uh, it was I'm a judging. bad choice of words. I'm judging him. <laughs> he was still in his zen. He wasn't thinking right. He just was, his body was in a nice cleanse. He was feeling good that you can't hold that against him. Is he on a ayahuasca retreat? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's for the supers. Right, right. Sorry. sorry. All right, let's move on uh, to Matt's favorite team here. He's got the funeral hat on. He had the red one on. He was popping some color. I don't know what happened. I tell him his team's going to win the the College World Series, and he, now he's like sulking and and saying oh no and stuff. So Arkansas Razorbacks, why don't you just take this for us, Matt, and then uh, we'll kind of finish off around you. I mean, what more can you say? We're hosting the Big Twelve champ, uh, the Air, the Pac twelve runner up, and. I don't know who Santa Clara's conference is, but they had a really good season as well. Uh, as far as the probabilities, this is a very tight regional. I mean, from from top to bottom, you've got Arkansas at 37% probability to advance, and you've got Santa Clara at 13. Um, I, I mean, I've been down on the Pac-12 this year, so I'm not probably giving Arizona enough credit I think TCU handles business tomorrow, and then we see a rematch of Arkansas-TCU, which, as I joked in our show earlier, TCU beat Arkansas early on in the college baseball showdown, like 68 runs to six, but <laughs> it was uh, it was a show there in Arlington. I do think Arkansas bounces back. Uh, Will McIntyre didn't have a very good outing when we played TCU early on in the season. And luckily, he's kind of found his groove with Tiger being a starter and him coming out of the pen. So I, if it ends up being Hagen Smith tomorrow I, or Saturday, I like my odds a lot better. Uh, Hunter Holland, of course, is going tomorrow, and then that'll save Mac for hopefully the last day. But uh, we'll see. But yeah, I, I didn't bet it. I think TCU probably has the best value to come out of this. Honestly, uh, there, there wasn't a whole lot of value with the probability of Arkansas being so low and basically being a, an even money favorite to advance. Uh, that was a no bet for me. So Arkansas TCU is probably the right side. Smitty. Yeah, I agree. You know, I think it's Arkansas TCU. TCU's really come on here. Uh, you know, Santa Clara, they've won me some money this year. So thank you so much. I really like you. I think you'll do well. You know, Arizona has come on, but, you know, Pac-12, Q has said this. Matt has said this a lot this year. Is that a great conference? I don't know. We'll talk Stanford and Oregon here in a little bit. I think it's Arkansas TCU. The big thing with this, I think you have value with TCU, but the big thing, Arkansas 30 and four at home. I think Arkansas wins this. Nails. 
Man. Yeah, I think Matty Grissom nailed it. I have TCU written down as the best betting favorite. I found it like a plus 320 to come out of the region. I think that's a good number. Um, I, I don't know if they're going to do it, which stinks because, as he said, man, the two, the, the one-two punch with the starting pitching is the best in the region. The scary thing is, and you guys have all said it too, is Santa Clara might actually be the best four seed in this tournament, but they got thrown into this horrible bracket where I don't think they stand any chance to win. If you could, th- if you could have thrown them into a different bracket, man, like say with Coastal, I'd, I'd be like, look out. But I think they just got a shaft. But I think these are going to be some tight grind out games. I think that I think the the on top of Santa Clara being the best four seed, I think Arizona is the weakest three seed though. So I think I, I kind of even out, but I think the smart move is to look at that Arkansas TCU advance Arkansas, but I'm going to put a little fun money on TCU. Jason. Yeah, no, this, this was the region. that made me wonder how they see these things. Cause it didn't make any sense. Uh, I like Santa Clara plus 750. I think that, you know, Maddie was, was talking about the pr- probability and pricing. They're like right on where they should be. Um, I don't necessarily think they're going to win the region, but I just think you're getting a fair price on them, and the, the numbers back it up. Arizona's pitching doesn't look like it holds up. I know they're playing well coming out of the Pac-12, but uh, Arkansas will win this. But I, like I said, I like the plus 750. I think it's a live uh, thing, and you can definitely hedge against it as you go through. And one more note to add, as you are bragging on Santa Clara, they're the only four seed with three or more wins in this regional or in in the regionals in general. So, and, and one of three that don't have a losing record. So that they're a tough four seed, really tough four seed. That does yeah, for sure. Uh, I think Matt, I think nails nails said it best. Uh, we wish we would have seen them in another com uh, another region because they could have made some noise. Uh, so it's unfortunate. Yeah. They're, but, the, you, they're the, they're the 12 seed in the NCAA hoops bracket that, shaft on they go go up against that hot five seed it stinks because you put them somewhere else man jump all over them oh i agree we we talked about that last night so i'm right there with you all right let's move to the clemson regional so clemson tennessee charlotte and lipscomb i'll just keep it short and sweet i actually took money on both clemson and tennessee because as long as both of them make the uh the, the regional championship or whatever you want to call it on sunday you're guaranteed profit uh, with the higher numbers at plus 145 and plus 135, as long as you bet even money. So I, I went with that because it really is a coin flip. Uh, both teams, you know, Tennessee's definitely got the better pitching staff than Clemson. Uh, Hitting-wise, Clemson's better. Tennessee could be just as good, but we talked about it on our show earlier today. Tennessee is all mental. They play really well in Knoxville, and then they just shit the bed for no apparent reason anywhere mm-hmm. else they play. If they can get over that hump, they're an extremely dangerous team, and my 14-1 to 1 future odd looks really good. So I'm looking to try to get them both teams in a regional final and, and walk away with a profitable weekend. What do you guys got? I'm liking Tennessee. Like uh, The pitching looks really good. It's like you said, the biggest bugaboo when you look at them is that the fact they can't win on the road. So um, Vitello can kind of convince them they're actually in Knoxville and not in uh, Clemson, South Carolina. They should be fine. Clemson's really good. They're coming in really hot. Uh, like you said, they're both plus because basically of each other. Um, and I don't see much coming out of Charlotte or Lipscomb, but I th- I'm going to take Tennessee. I'll probably take them as a, a longer future too. Like I said, th- their pitching numbers surprisingly were really good. Uh, not, not like Wake, but really close. 
Yeah, I'm going to jump on Tennessee too. You know, I have them for the College World Series, one of my futures. I really like them. The pitching is there. You know, like Jason just said, five and 14 on the road. So they got to figure that out this weekend. If they can figure it out, then everything's going to be good. The pitching's there. They can hit. You know, Clemson, again, I think they've won 16 in a row. They're coming into this. Team's on fire right now, but I think Tennessee's going to get them. So I like Tennessee. All right, this is a head-scratcher because why on the odds board is Tennessee plus 2,000 to win it all? Clemson's plus 2,500 to win it all in DraftKings. It's like these are flip-flopped. So I actually have to lean with uh, Smitty and Jason and lean Tennessee because of the pitching, which Matty G says uh, is his basis for all this. So one plus one equals two to me. So let's go Tennessee. I think Tennessee had the early offseason money. That's why their numbers are lower, like because everybody thought they were going to be a lot better off. They kind of hit the wall early, and they kind of have been coming out of it since. So that's probably why their uh, their uh, World Series futures are a little lower than Clemson's. Yeah, uh, I'm right there with you. I think Tennessee is probably the right side. I attacked it the same way Q did. Uh, that you bet Clemson, Tennessee, and we'll see who who comes out. But I think it comes down to both of them. Tennessee's 13th in the country in walks and runs created, fifth in home runs, fourth in ERA, and then twos the rest of the way in pitching. Statistically, Tennessee should not lose this regional. I mean, they're they're the best team. They've got the deepest pitching staff. But like it's been stated before, they can't figure out how to win away. Uh, they're they're five and fourteen on the road. That does not bode well to a team that's coming in riding a sixteen game win streak, twenty four and ten at home. Clemson, you know they're probably not going to have the greatest home field advantage, but it's still at home. You're playing a hot team. I just I need Tennessee to take care of business against Charlotte before I feel really confident that they're legit. Well said. We're going to travel to Baton Rouge. I'm still allowed over there. I just can't go to New Orleans uh, for my my unjust <laughs> comments, apparently. Uh, I'll keep it short and sweet. Oregon State lost two of their three starters to injury, so they're not going to be available. I don't see, you know, Sam Houston State or a 19 and 40 team. I'm not even going to – they're not even worth me saying their team name uh, because <laughs> they're not even supposed to be in this tournament. LSU is going to roll this, and I hope they – you know, I kind of – I'm going to say this. I hope Tulane shocks everybody and then LSU – just beats them by 40 and just ends all hope of them getting <laughs> can i in. just say can i just say we know what to get q for christmas to that's it waves out baby yeah okay there we go <laughs> now i'll jump in here too yeah you know i i jumped on oregon state but q crushed me with all that information last night and everything like that like i told you your best friend's kissing your girlfriend yeah i mean yeah maybe you should say can hit the ball a little bit Tulane, I think this one's easy. I mean, again, LSU has some bullpen issues, but I, they'll be fine in this. Until we'll talk about that uh, if we do another show next week in the Super Regionals. LSU wins this. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah. Go ahead, Jason. Nah, it's LSU. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if Tulane. Tulane did play a schedule though. I'll give give a little respect, you. Strength of schedule was pretty tough, but yeah, yeah they but, were terrible. But yeah, yeah no, Oregon. This was the region Arkansas should have got. Um, uh, if you look at teams wise, this, this is ridiculous that they're actually a lower seed than um, Arkansas and they have these, they don't have anything threatening them in this uh, bracket. You, yeah. I, I might be wrong. Uh, on Twitter, did you say there's no chance LSU gets to the World Series? 
Yeah, if they couldn't figure out their bullpen was, I, I don't, I still don't think they get there. To be honest, okay, I, I'm, I'm, I might have to dig that up. We might have to do a little screenshot of that. Uh, oh, I'll own it. I'll own it. I think LSU gets out of this bracket pretty easy. We can keep it short. I just want yeah. to do a little jab there, poke the bear. If if Tulane ends up upsetting them uh, tomorrow, then uh, he might not be able to find me. <laughs> they might have my head on a on a torch. Uh, could you imagine if LSU's path to to getting to Omaha was to beat Tulane in like a Sunday game to knock them out, and, did, and then they have Ball State waiting on them out of the Lexington Regional? Oh my God! I mean, really, they're they're super regional. If they can make it to the supers, they uh, they've got it just like white carpeted it all the way or red carpeted it all the way to them. I don't know. Why I said white carpet. I don't even think that's a thing. We're but, tired. Um, I mean, that's what a joke. Yeah. At, uh, but yeah, to touch on what everybody else said, LSU. Uh, all right, yeah. let's go to Nashville. This one's this easy one for is. me too. Eastern Illinois, thanks for showing up on the guide. That's as far as you're going to get. Xavier, you shouldn't even have been in the tournament. Thanks to UConn just shit in the bed. Oregon, I, we still don't know if Jay Stoffel's pitching. I can't find anything on the internet for him. Vanderbilt, is, we've touched on them. They've had their hitting woes, but they're figuring it out. They're starting to get some of their pitchers back healthy. They obviously won the SEC tournament, so that's huge. They've got Tim Corbin. I, I spoke on, you know, the you can't quantify the, the legendary coaches for these teams. He's one of them. He's won, you know, multiple uh, College World Series, so he knows what it takes to get there, and he knows what it takes to, to win once you're there. I think this is pretty easy for Vanderbilt, uh, to be honest. I, I don't think I need to go any further detail about it. Yeah. Nails no. or Jason? Yeah, uh, no, okay. it's, it, look at it. Like you said, Xavier and Eastern Illinois, you don't see much there. And in Oregon, if you have the injury questions, I, I mean, I would Oregon may have some value just because I don't know if Vanderbilt, the offense, if they should be priced that way. Um, what's what's the record with the SEC tournament? If you win the tournament, do you come in hot and do well in the bigger tournament? Or is it kind of like you've already played yourself out and you kind of uh, don't do well? Do, do you know? That's what I'm trying to find right now because I want to say I saw a tweet the other day that said that you're better off only playing three games in the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I remember hearing last year. You kind of don't want to beat up your pitching too much because you don't yeah. get much value out of it in the tournament seating wise, or if you have to, you have to, but if you don't, then you kind of want to go home early and get rested. So that would be my only concern. I mean, Oregon obviously got to the final of the PAC 12. Um, so they're playing pretty well too. So I mean, there might be some value there, especially in a situation where again, you can hedge it against Vanderbilt later. Smitty. I like Vandy. Like I told you, I jumped on him today to win the World Series. I think I like their defense. I like their pitching. Offense is starting to find it. They scored some runs. Now, again, I agree with everything you said. You know, it's hard when you play in these, you know, SEC baseball is the best. So that's tough. But, you know, Oregon traveling, that's a far distance to travel and everything like that. And like you said, Q, many times this year to me, how great is that Pac-12? I don't know. I think I've taken Oregon a lot this year and they've done well for me. I think it's going to be a tough environment to be, you know, again, Vandy's 25 and six at home. I'm going to take Vandy in this. Nails it. All right. I've got that. I've got that stat pulled up. So teams that go three and out in Hoover, eight 
out of 15 have made the College World Series. That's 53%. Teams that have played four or more, they're three of 17. Ooh. So an cool. 18% clip. That's not good. Quack, quack. <laughs> Plus <Maybe>. 280. <laughs> Uh, Smitty, don't don't sweat it. Vandy gets. No, I'm not. I'm not too worried about that. I, Vandy gets through to the to at least the supers. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Ten, ten of the seventeen made the the super yeah. regionals. So. so Smitty, Pennsylvania. Oh yeah, I, well, I'm, I'm still good with Vandy. Get the sharpie. Let's go, Vandy. Just fade them the next round, then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's. Go. Let's travel to Charlottesville. I know uh, a couple of us are sitting on tickets here. I like UVA to win this. I've already taken it. ECU is really scrappy. I'm not too concerned with Oklahoma. They lost pretty much their entire team uh, that made a College World Series run last year. Army, thanks for playing. You're you're a soldier, not a baseball player, but I do respect you, what you do for your school and your country. Uh, Virginia is just a better team. They got one of the best offenses in the country, and they've got consistent pitching. And then I, I spoke on that coach, home field advantage. You know, Virginia baseball really does have a good fan base down there because there's really no sports teams down in Charlottesville. So they really, uh, really took in, you know, the the campus and the community of, of Virginia sports. So East Carolina, there is a little rivalry there, but uh, they've gotten Virginia the past couple years in the playoffs. But I think this time Virginia gets them. What do you think, Smitty? Yeah, you know, I, I, you look at this, East Carolina's kind of had UVA's number couple times in this but I again I agree with you I think this UVA team is just very complete I look at complete teams I look at the pitching I look at the hitting here again 31 and four at home again I wasn't impressed I mean I took East Carolina a lot but I'm just not sure they struggled a little bit last week I mean Tulane hung with them a little bit I think they're a good team I think it's going to be hard and again their fan base is going to travel that's a short trip Place should be, you know, going crazy. Q, we might try to get down there for yeah. uh, a game this weekend. Uh, but I think UVA is going to come and come through and get this. Nails? Yeah, they're the most complete team in the region. ECU is definitely going to be a thorn in their side. And that, like you guys said, that is a brewing rivalry. And it's it's good for the sport. I, I mean, they're just – UVA is seven, ranked seventh overall. O'Connor's a really good coach. It, it's it, I think it's a not not a cruise. I, I think ECU will give them a, a little bit of a scare, but it, it, they're just too good of a team to not come out of this bracket. They're okay. the state play. They're the Kansas yeah. of like the NCAA tournament in this. Jason and Matt, wrap it up. I think ECU's pitching is good enough for the price. I'll, I'll take East Carolina plus 255 there. Uh, like yeah, I said, yeah, I think you're getting a good number, and it's basically a two-team region. Yeah. When I was when I was filling this regional thing out, I I saw okay Virginia first in batting average, they're fifth in ERA, uh, seventh in XFIP, fifth in Sierra, they're second in the sixty four regional teams in run differential. I was like, wow, Virginia is clear cut the favorite in this. Well, then I pulled East Carolina's pitching numbers; they're fifth in XFIP, fourth in Sierra. Uh, the benefit, and I've touched on it before, the benefit of being the one seed is that you don't have to throw your ace. So East Carolina is probably going to throw theirs against Oklahoma in a must win. So right there, Virginia gets ahead in the pitching department. 
which I think will ultimately play out better for Virginia to take the series. So yeah, I'm I'm on the who's. All right, we're gonna travel out west to Stanford's region. I like Texas A&M as a two seed to advance. I think they're the kind of this year's Ole Miss team. They battled a bunch of injuries just like Ole Miss did last year. They're coming around at the right time. They have a, a college world series coach in Schlossnagel. Trevor Warner's starting to smoke the ball. Jace Lavaliette's starting to really hit the ball. Awesome boast. Uh, Wayne Singer, Wansing, however you pronounce it, he's starting to show like he's kind of their number one guy, which I think helps Nate Detmer. Detmer looked really good last year on the team. He kind of stole the show from the mound. He, he, you could tell he just didn't really seem right all year. Um, I think in the number two role, he's going to feel a lot more comfortable knowing that the, all the pressure is not on him. I think they beat Stanford. I don't think Stanford's that good outside of Quinn Matthews. They may have to double dip, you know, a Stanford, but I, I think at the end of the day, if you can get past Quinn Matthews and he did blow up in the tournament, uh, in the Pac-12 tournament, he gave up eight runs in, in what, two innings. So he's definitely hittable. I think this Texas A&M team's playing so hot right now. I think they at least continue through the regionals at plus 175. What do you guys think? Yeah, I have to take A&M based on my rules of take the lowest ranked uh, SEC team uh, from prior years. And I think they actually are, which is amazing because they're only a two seed. But, uh, yeah, give me A&M. I'm with you, Q, on this one. Nails. <laughs> I actually think AM and Cal State Fullerton are both better than Stanford in this region, which is scary. So I'm going to go with the hot team, and that's AM as well. I'd really like to put one of these dogs advance in and make Cal State Fullerton somebody to go oppo with over like the uh, general public. But yeah, give me the Aggies. Smitty? I'm going to go Stanford here, and I'm not high on the Pac-12, but I think Stanford's going to get through. I agree, Texas A&M, their pitching staff wasn't great. Now they're now they're getting hot, so maybe they're going to continue, and I might look like a fool in this. And again, I like, hey, Cal State Fullerton, thank you getting back in, man. If we could have Long Beach State in this, then like the 90s, and it would be the dirt bags are in this and Cal State Fullerton, but I'm going to take a chance. I think Stanford's going to get through this. Matt? Man, I was kind of along the lines of Smitty's thinking there. Like, I I think Stanford actually comes out of it. As much as I think A&M is playing better ball, at the end of the day, they just had a long weekend, and now they've got to go back out to the West Coast. It's different weather out there. It was probably low 90s high 80s in hoover and it's about to be low 70s in stanford and earlier in the season when you had that texas a&m really struggled and i don't know if it had to do with weather but i just feel like texas a&m is a recency bias team where now everybody's kind of jumping on the bandwagon because they saw him play vanderbilt and almost beat them in the eighth inning in the sec championship game on sunday so i I may kind of go against the grain here, which really isn't saying much taking the favorite, but <laughs> I think Stanford, I think Stanford may come out of this. I like it. All right, so go, thank you real quick. Yeah, go ahead. For for the betting people, this is the bracket. I think you look at overs uh, because of these offenses. Stanford's pitching is not very good. Um, I, I'm showing a five nine five point nine nine ERA. And man, AM's hot. Stanford's offense can really pop. And if you can get one more hot team in there, I think these are some over games to look at. Yeah, I like that a lot. So, A&M's giving up a lot on. of runs. So 
Okay. They lost hey, – let's go back to A&M real quick. They lost to Alabama in the second-to-last SEC series. They they beat Mississippi State, but Mississippi State could beat themselves. They beat <laughs> Tennessee, who's 3-0 and in the, in the tournament, but we've touched on it before. Tennessee can't win on the road. Mm-hmm. Then they lost to Arkansas, who let them come back, so the bullpen collapsed. They beat a South Carolina team who is trending way down. And then they beat LSU, A&M, so like, or LSU and Arkansas. I don't, I don't necessarily think that they're like just they did beat on Florida. this. Tra- I, I don't think they're on this trajectory of like, oh, this team has turned around. I don't think the sample size is big enough. Yes, winning six out of their last eight looks impressive on paper, I'm just not buying into that this team is not going to regress to their mean of what they've been all season just because of, of you know, the last two weeks of play. Yeah, all fair points. Uh, it's more of a fade for me on Stanford. I just don't think Stanford's that good. Can you but... tell I'm talking myself out of A&M? Yeah, I see that. <laughs> Dude, what, nice job, actually. Matt, yeah. You, Matt, you can join me on the Cal State Fullerton train. I like money too much to just throw it away. <laughs> All right, we're going to travel to South Beach where it's going to be a hurricane nonetheless in the rain pretty much all weekend long. I think Miami actually gets out of this. We've yeah. talked about Texas. They have decent pitching in LeBaron Johnson, Lucas Gordon, but the problem is, is they can lose the game even only giving up two or three runs because the offense is so anemic that it's just going to kill this team. Louisiana – I don't think they can hang with the hot Miami team right now. I was kind of down on Miami all year and they just continued to win. You know, they, they played really well uh, up until the seventh inning against Clemson. They were up five to three Gino DeMar overpitched the star closer, probably the best closer in the game. Andrew Walters through the, throughout the tournament. So he was unavailable to pitch. And then Clemson obviously puts up eight runs in the seventh inning. And that's, you know, when all hell broke loose and they win the game. But outside of that, Miami was dominating that game up until it came to the bullpen time. Miami's bullpen is pitching really well as of late. They get Carson Lagone back. So I, I think Miami actually gets out of here at plus 125 with relative ease. Yeah, my biggest question was, does Miami have enough pitching to bridge to Walters? Like, that seems to be the biggest concern is that the, the middle, uh, which you kind of referenced, right? If they're overusing the closer. He doesn't yeah. trust his middle guys. Um, which so, is yeah. weird because they pitch fine. Yeah, but like Matt said, this is a, a bracket where you have a huge advantage if you're the one seed because the Black Bears are probably not going to be much of a threat and Miami can kind of get their pitching set up. And I think Louisiana can at least push Texas enough that, you know, they have to kind of go into the bullpen. So I like the Canes coming out of here too. Is that a Black Bear and, and nails the screen? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. I used to have a Black sleep. Bear hat. It was sweet. Don't sleep on Maine. <laughs> oh, you can. I'm <laughs> yeah, I got, I'll a main, I got a main T-shirt upstairs. I should put it on here. Of course you do. Smitty, you, you have the most <laughs> random the shirts. How many four seeds do you have? <laughs> Smitty had a frequent flyer card of the Goodwill. No, I, somebody, uh, it was my 40th birthday, and uh, I'll tell you a funny quick story. And uh, somebody, I didn't even know, I, I, somebody showed up, and, you know, somehow their wife was invited or something, and uh, 
a guy came in with this main shirt. I'm like, man, I really like that. And my, a buddy of mine was like, Hey, it's his 40th. Uh, give him that shirt. That's your gift. You didn't bring him anything. So the guy took it off and threw it to me and said, you can have it. So there we go. I got a main shirt. <laughs> so that's it. I'll jump in here too. I like this Miami team. I mean, the closer is really good. I agree with what Q said over pitched them and that couldn't get to them. I mean, that was a really close game. Clemson went away with this. You know, Texas, I always like the Texas uh, program. But again, not great on the road. Uh, Miami's really good at home. Conditions, I listened to your show earlier today. I mean, it's going to be a problem, but it usually is down in that area. But I do think it's Texas and Miami, but I do think Miami gets through this. I'll go quick. I, I think it's Miami. I don't I don't see too much blowback here. Uh, Texas will probably advance with them, and we'll see a little showdown between those two, but give me the Hurricanes. Jason and Matt? Oh, I'm on Miami. Like I said, Texas would be the only other team I would think I would consider, but I, I like the Canes. Um, yeah. If you take a longhorn, a black bear, and a drunk redneck from Louisiana, they're not <laughs> they're not going to survive a hurricane. So I like it. On, what on if it's a flavor of chicken wing instead? Team mascot <laughs> enough. I would say your your best two chances are going to be the raging Cajuns and hurricanes. So uh, I'll tease that into. I, I think I'm going to take a, a nibble on Louisiana tomorrow against Texas. Nice. I like it. All right, I'll keep it short and sweet here. I love this Coastal team. I've been on them all year long. I'm pretty sure Smitty's been on them, you know, for most of the season as well. They just hit and hit and hit. They have a, a pretty decent closer who I think is a little underrated um, in Starkey. And then, uh, you know, we talked about their pitching isn't the greatest, but they do enough to uh, to keep them in games. Duke, I'm not high on Duke this year. I think they've been overranked pretty much the entire year. I am fading Duke. Give me Coastal Carolina plus 150 to win at home. Smitty. Sorry, I was checking the twin score. <laughs> uh, no, it's good I agree. Or bad? Uh, it's 6 6. Just tied it up. My best bet of the day. I gave out on sharp angles. So they were losing. So they just tied it. So in the eighth. Uh, let's get back to this. I agree with you. You know, this coastal team can really hit the ball. Uh, pitching's a little iffy. Uh, Q, I agree with you a little bit with Duke. Duke is not a bad team, but I'm not sure on Duke as a number two. You know, I don't know much about Ryder. I didn't really bet Ryder um, baseball this year. Uh, so uh, I did their basketball team a couple times, but um, I, I think Coastal gets through this. I like Coastal here. I think they'll, they'll, um, I could see this being some high scoring right here. Oh, for sure. I could see this being some overs if you really want to bet that uh, the overs. Uh, this is a good uh, region, I think, for some overs. But I look, I like Coastal Carolina. Nails, Jason, and Matt. Man, I think this is one where you I found by yeah I find value in the three seed in UNCW uh, plus four seventy five to come out of that region is a number that I can actually get on board with. And like Smitty just said, this is going to be all offense. So who's going to who's going to win a, a bash game? Uh, I'm going to take a little flyer on the Seahawks. I'm going Duke East, even though I'm so pissed that I'm about the lacrosse thing. Uh, <laughs> they've, they've been using their bullpen kind of like they're going to need to in, a, in the postseason anyway, the whole season. because They lost starters early, and I think they have enough offense to get through here, and I think they have the best pitching of the four. 
Wow, three different in that region. There we go. I'm going back to Coastal. Uh, I just think playing at home and having a decent pitching staff paired with a really good offense, Duke's dealing with injuries. I I mean, you wouldn't have to convince me very hard to take Duke in this, but I think at the end of the day, it's Coastal. All right, we're going to Stillwater. This is going to be runs, 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 I think. It was last year. I think they there was 130-something combined runs scored within the weekend. I I think the, the best play here is probably Oklahoma State or Dallas Baptist. Washington, they have Kiefer Lord, but outside of him, their pitching is very suspect. They can win a game or they can lose by 17. And then Oral Roberts, I think everybody likes them as like the sexy dog. They're probably outside of Santa Clara, my favorite number four, but that's only because Santa Clara's in such a gauntlet of a, a, a region. And they beat Oklahoma State twice this year. They swept them in the midweek. So I think that put them on the radar. I think they would have been better suited if they maybe only won one of them or they lost both in a close fashion. But since they actually took two from Okie State, I think that puts everybody on a heightened upset alert and everybody will be ready for them. Smitty? Yeah, Dallas Baptist is a team I've taken a lot this year. I really like them overall, you know, 18 and nine on the road. I think they can pitch well. Oklahoma State's a really good team. Um, you know, Coach Holiday always has a really good program. Um, Oral Roberts, like you said, Q, I think everyone's jumping on them right now. I think they won like 18 in a row, something like that, coming into this. So everyone's kind of getting on them. And you see that what happens with that sometimes in the NCAA tournament. Everybody loves this team, and they usually lose pretty bad. So uh, I like Dallas Baptist against Oklahoma State. I, I Man, it's tough, man. I, I could see this go either way, but let's go Dallas Baptist. Nails, Jason, and Matt. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be part of Joe Public, and I'm going to roll Oral Roberts. Um, they have three starters with ERAs. <laughs> Let me see. I wrote it down. ERA is under three, three, five. And if we listen to Matt and the pitching is the key here, I think one, two, and three can get them to the the big show. I think they can, I think they can upset Oklahoma state again. It's going to be fun for me to actually just throw a little cheddar on this. And this is going to be a a fun bracket for me. I think this is, this is a crazy bracket too. I, 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 I'm not blown away by Oklahoma state. I think that's the key. So I'm going to take, uh, there's a dog in here somewhere. And we all said it should be Santa Clara. I actually think this might be the dog that's actually right. I think the public might get this right. Two four seeds have made College World Series and won one at all. Fresno State was a four seed and Stony Brook lost in the finals as a four seed. So maybe you're right. Yeah. yeah um, I, feel, I feel bad for Washington. I think they're bringing a knife to a gunfight here. Because you look at the other three. And they've got Wobos at 12, 22, and 19. Like, the other three can score some runs in a ballpark that lets you score runs. Uh, So you can eliminate those guys. I think it's a crapshoot with the other three. You're not really getting a great price with Oral Roberts, though. And Dallas Baptist, their pitching is kind of tilted where the starter, the first starter is by far better than the rest of the staff. And he's going to have to go tomorrow to get past Washington, who's good enough to to draw that starter out. Uh, I mean, I like the price on Oral Roberts. But I mean, Okie State's probably getting a good price too, being a one seed. So I'm kind of torn on this one. I'm, I'll, I'll go with Maddie as Joe Public, but I'm thinking Oklahoma State might be actually the value at this point. 
Yeah, I played Dallas Baptist and then threw a little pizza money on Oral Roberts' 18-game win streak. And like uh, it was stated earlier, that their pitching staff is solid. 281, 327, 335. I actually think they're going to throw their worst pitcher, Jacob Hall, with a 335 uh, tomorrow against Oklahoma State. So they're I guess they're playing to not be eliminated. But I think realistically, Dallas Baptist does have a good shot at winning this regional. I'm not high on Oklahoma State. I think they've had a roller coaster ride of a season. They finally started to play to their potential, but at the end of the day, I just don't think the pitching staff is there to to make this push through a pretty tough regional, in my opinion. All right, let's go to Lexington, where we're staying in dorm rooms, paying a Marriott price, and uh, I'll, I'll keep it short and sweet. Like I told Matt Grissom on our show, Ball State. There is a rumor on Twitter they did buy the weekend pass for the country concert because they expect to see more of the concert than more of the field. So (laughs) take them out of the equation. I think Indiana is just – they're a decent team. I just think they're not as good as West Virginia and Kentucky, so they're really not going to have any answers. I would imagine West Virginia, even without Blake Traxel going, uh, it's not confirmed. They could probably get past this Indiana team. I think Kentucky at home is just too hard to match. They're, you know, they they're they've played an SEC schedule. They're obviously sleeping on better mattresses, jokingly, uh, but they're going to be prepared. They have their fans. They don't hit a lot of home runs. They play really good small ball. They've kind of perfected it. Um, they're they're a team that I think can at least get to the super regionals here with relative ease. I'm not overly impressed with West Virginia. I know some people are higher on them. Outside of J.J. Weatherhold, Blake Traxel, there's not much on that team, and it's hard for one pitcher and one star player to really run through a, a tournament these days with these offenses and, and things like that. So that's all I got. Oh, give me West Virginia. I, they got the better offense, and the pitching's pretty comparable to Kentucky when you look at Sierra and XFIP. Um, it, I was kind of surprised that Kentucky's offense was kind of as weak as it was, um, being that they're a one seed. Um, Indiana can pitch, but I don't think they can hit. And then, like you said, Ball State uh, representing the MAC. I think that's what we can say there. Take me home, country roads. <laughs> Let's go, West Virginia. Yeah. Plus 225. They're going to walk out of Lexington with their own country concert on that bus ride. I, man, why are you guys bashing Ball State? <laughs> it's, not, it's not that we're bashing them. We just don't, we don't think that. I think they're good people, Matt. Good kids. Muncie, Indiana. It's a fine town. (laughs) You guys kind of summed up, though. Does Kentucky blow you away? No. West Virginia? Not really. Indiana? Man. I I mean, I'm with you guys, but I think Ball State's going to put up more of a fight than people think. I actually have to lean with Matty G and Jason, though, and WVU. Kentucky does nothing for me coming out of this region. Here's what you do. Instead of – what are are Ball State's odds right now to win that regional? Like 1,200, 900 to 1,200, somewhere like that. Let's say we got it in here. 1,200. So 8%. I actually figured they would be more of a dog to Kentucky. They're only plus 235 tomorrow versus Kentucky. I mean, if they're going to have a shot to win it, they've got to beat Kentucky tomorrow. So just bet West Virginia on the the regional price and then – Bet Ball State game to game, if because they're going to be a dog, a heavy dog in all of them. If you just roll it over, they win three, 
you're gonna you're gonna eclipse that 1200 mark you can actually get them for 1600 at pet rivers right now so they're getting better there you go well pizza money smitty what do you got i like kentucky small ball is gonna win i'm not high on west virginia i'll take what i'll take kentucky 25 and 6 at home They'll do enough. They'll have enough pitching and enough defense and everything and just score enough runs. They're going to win this. All right, this next one's kind of a stay away for me. It's the Auburn region. I think it could go to Southern Miss or Auburn. If if I had to make a pick, I'd probably say Southern Miss here. Um, I think if you bet both of them, catch a little profit, it's better than, uh, than nothing. So I, I think Southern Miss has Tanner Hall, which is probably the best pitcher in the region. They can hit well enough. They've been in this situation before, so they know how to kind of piece together a winning team uh, in a in a playoff setting. Auburn's just not really doing it for me. I've watched them all year long in the SEC. They hit really well. They have Tommy Vale, but outside of that, there's a pretty big drop-off on the pitching side of things, and they have almost a, a six-team ERA, which is pretty brutal. So Sanford could swing the bats. I'm not sold on them. And then Penn, you know, they have good stats, but they're playing the Ivy League. People are there trying to get a law degree, not a uh, – Silver Slugger Award. So just give me uh, Southern Miss on a value play. Yeah, I'll jump I, in here. I, I like Southern Miss too. I, I'm just, you know, 10 and five. You guys had in the, the guide uh, with the RPI, you know, top 50. I've took this team many times this year. I like their pitching. I think Auburn's okay. Uh, I think it's a good value and good spot here for uh, Southern Miss to come out of this. Oh, I'm going to go crazy on this one. Give me Penn plus 700. <laughs> like, they're losing half that team next year to, like, really good programs. Like, they're, they're already committed My out. Dude. Like So, this is a this is a, a sneaky Ivy League team, and they're in a good bracket where you don't have a lot of good pitching. They probably have the best pitching of the four teams, and the hitting isn't that far apart. So, yeah, shock the world. Give me the Penn Quakers plus it, 700 to win this thing. My guy, it fits right <laughs> in line with my whole handicap. Yeah, they're 0 3 against RPI top 50. They could have been 3 and 3 had they they played three more teams. But yeah, Penn Quakers, I'm not going into this with a whole lot of money, but 10 to 1 <laughs> on a team that's got a 21% win probability. That's the best of any four seeds per the advanced analytics. You can't not bet that. I mean, how dumb are you going to feel if Penn comes out of there and you didn't have a ticket in your pocket? I'm going to feel real dumb because I didn't lay it, and I'm not going to. Well, you have a, a habit of just pissing off fan bases, and I finally realized what the <laughs> F on your hat is. It's not Florida. It's F your team. Pretty much. you're not trying to make any friends in this. <laughs> it's a business. New Orleans is nasty, but Philly's a whole different style of nasty. Like. <laughs> It's a business. I'm not here to make you smile. Hey, Penn, Penn has the best ERA, the best Sierra, and the best run differential, best batting average in all of this regional. They're playing on turf. It's going to be hot. It's going to be fast. Just get on base and just bring it home, Penn Quakers. What's their schedule? Brown, Columbia. That doesn't Princeton. matter. Oh, that matters a lot. Two and one versus two and now. Yeah. Just don't look at the t- the two eighty five streak schedule. Did they play Northern Virginia Community College in Central what? Arkansas? Let's see. Yeah. They beat they they split a series with Nichols, who's in the tournament. They uh zero and three yeah. against South Carolina. 
So we got that, and then so Nichols Nichols beat LSU. You know know what we always say, Q? It's get that, get those, you know, get that game, get that T-shirt, hot dog, and a can of soda. That's easy. No, no, no. This mass is little league. Yeah, but I guarantee they ain't winning, baby. There's a bunch of these guys who are going to be in good programs next year. Do your homework. They've already transferred out. I've done done some homework. I, I, I. Sorry, you can you can text me tomorrow. Penn does a lot of homework. Let's just put that out there. Take the smart kids. You. We needed. (laughs) Yeah, I'll take smart kids if they're doing my homework. Yeah, we needed your three-sided coin for this one. This bracket. Nope, that's coming up. Uh, All right, I'm, so I can't. Ben, I don't think anybody in this bracket's any good. Can no, we, can we eliminate it? <laughs> can we just get rid of it? <laughs> yeah, we're done. We don't need that one. We should uh, should have just had a fourteen play in. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Do that. All right, so this next regional, Terra Hot. I, oh. I like Iowa out here. Marcus Morgan, Ty Lennenberg, and then obviously Brody Breck throwing hundred and four gas. I just don't think Indiana State, UNC without Vance Honeycutt or Wright State can can handle that. Wright State did put up some runs throughout the year, uh, but not against 104-mile-an-hour pitching. I was probably one of the better pitching staffs in this tournament. They hit well enough. You know, they've had 300. They have a decent Woba. Um, good team, ERA. North Carolina, Mac, they're going to rely on Matt Corvath and Ozuna to really anchor this team. And I think teams are just going to realize, hey, we can just pitch around these two. Uh, keep them on base or, you know, maybe have them chase some, chase some pitches to kind of force some action and just play the other seven guys and, and get out of here. So give me Iowa uh, plus 230 with, with a lot of confidence here. Yeah, I'm with you. I hate Iowa, but I think they're the best team in this bracket. They've got the best pitching. And like I said, the other programs um, outside of North Carolina, offenses aren't that great in North Carolina. Like I said, it's a two-guy team. So uh, their, their pitching is a little more suspect. So give me the Hawkeyes. Big 10. Yeah, I'll jump in. I like Iowa also in this. You know, I think Indiana State's a great, great story. But again, Larry Bird's not playing on this team. So uh, we're going to go <laughs> Iowa. I think I agree. The pitching he was terrible is baseball. Well, he's just, hey, he's the whole Indiana State uh, history there. So I, I, Iowa, the one-two punch is really good. Uh, you know, UNC – just, I don't think they're going to have enough. I, I they could be there too, but give me Iowa in this. Nails and Matt. Uh, Iowa. That was easy. Just do it, Matt. <laughs> I mean, you know by now what I handicap on. They're the best pitching team. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So just do got, it, Nails. We got four Iowas again. Oh, yeah. Man. Just do Iowa. it. Iowa. All right. You can't plus 240. I mean, that's... Oh, this is going to be great. All of us on Iowa. You know Here what we Iowa go. stands for? <laughs> 0-2. And if yeah. they lose, I get to be enjoy that, too. So, we can already you know pencil what? Iowa's not making it, and Wake's not yeah. making it. So uh, brutal. these 5-0 and sweeps, huh? Wake. I, I learned in elementary school, Iowa was a... a it was idiots out wandering around, and that's what we may all look <laughs> well, like. Well, that's going to be us. go home... <laughs> It's going to look bad. All right, let's go. Uh, boys, we're going to Columbia. Dig in that pocket. You're going to jiggle around some quarters. Go a little past that. And you're going to pull out that three-headed coin that we talked about on today's earlier show. We're going to flip that. And if it lands on South Carolina, Campbell, we're not in uh, NC State. We're not going to be surprised. I think there's value in, in all the teams, honestly. At least you're getting plus money on South Carolina. 
Campbell is playing with a chip on her shoulder. I can't fault anybody for taking any of those three teams. Central Connecticut State, you might as well miss your flight because it's not going to matter. <laughs> Just stay up there. Save the miles. Use it on another flight. South Carolina, I do think that they kind of start to turn things around because they are getting Cole Messina back, LaCroix, as well as Brandon Wimmer from injuries. So I think we could see South Carolina ultimately take this. Uh, but NC State has a good history in uh, recent postseason. I don't know if, Matt, you want to dive into that in 2021. Uh, but last year they kind of got screwed. And then uh, Campbell, you know, they probably should have host. So this one, I think it could go any way of these three teams. If you laid any of them, you know, I'm not going to be mad at you. Three and 11. That's what <laughs> South Carolina went down the two-week stretch to end the season. 14 games, 3-11. and 11. That's pitiful, yet they're still here as a host. The committee, I guess, answered the plea of the coach to look at the whole body of work. Um, I don't know. I want to love Campbell at 2-1. to one. I just – I don't know. <laughs> Q and I have talked about it. Like, Campbell is one of those cool stories, you know, like uh, – uh, Jeremy Lin was for a while. And then <laughs> what I thought Steph Curry may turn into like the Davidson run. It was like, okay, yeah, it's cool. Now go away. And Campbell just, I don't know. They probably won't win this regional, but I'm going to hope that they do and prove me wrong. I think it's South Carolina though. I, the pitching's there, whether or not they can string it together and win, I think they're going to, they could throw their 10th guy out of the bullpen to beat Central Connecticut State. Uh, Campbell's probably going to have to throw cooler. NC State, they're one of those weird teams, but they're 10 and 17 against RPI top, uh, top 50. Um, the stats are there to be consistent. They may make some noise, but I think ultimately South Carolina is just going to be in a position to pull away. Smitty. Yeah. Yeah, I'll jump in here. You know, South Carolina is a team I really liked. I, I took a lot this year. And then they kind of hit that spot that I kept taking them every weekend. And they kept losing. And I was like, okay, I got to get off this team here. Look at it, this. Everybody likes Campbell. I, I, you know, and like you guys said, NC State's a good team. I thought Matt just made a great point, you know, looking at it. 10 and 17, that, that's concerning to me. I think looking at this, 26 and 7 at home for South Carolina. I like this team. I've taken them this year. I'm going to stick with them. South Carolina is going to win this. Nails. Uh, well, Matty G said about the Gamecocks' horrid record down the stretch. I'll go another stat. They were outscored 107 to 40 in their mm. last 18 games. Who has the best offense in this bracket? Campbell. Give me the Camels. I, I think. The biggest question is how healthy is South Carolina? Like, are these guys going to be back? Because you're probably getting a decent price on them if they are. They're uh, they're supposed to come back. Messina, Lacroix, and Wimmer are supposed to all start tomorrow. And those guys okay. all missed that stretch you're talking about, right? Where they correct the floor fell out. So, I mean, I I went into this thinking Camel. Um, I'm starting to come around on the Gamecocks though. I'm going to be different. I'm going to go Gamecocks. Give me South Carolina. Is Sanders still coming out of the bullpen? Because that was the last update I heard. That's what I Jack heard Mahoney, as of today. Yeah. Jack Mahoney, is he still in a lineup anywhere? I mean, that the pitching staff is what fell apart. I mean, their offense has been bad, but 
it's tough to be competitive when you're getting shelled every time you you throw a pitcher out there. Yeah, I mean, I, I heard as of today, earlier before our show, that Sanders is coming out of the pen. Mahoney is still going to be the number one guy. It uh, sounds like Hicks is kind of working his way. Little Conway, Arkansas guy, is going to work his way in, into that lineup. He's pitched well. Um, the bullpen's done well. It's just the, the starters have, like you said, gotten shelled. So, I don't know. Sanders could be they they throw a bullpen guy for two innings and then they bring him in for four to six. You know, I just you don't know what you get out of him. Are you getting the, the guy that shut down LSU in Florida or are you getting a guy that gets shelled for eight runs in two innings? It's just hard to tell. So it, it's that's a tough one. But we move to an easier one, the 16th region, Tuscaloosa. For me, it's pretty easy. Lay the 135 and don't even think twice about it. This Alabama team's legit. Boston College, they have Henry Lee probably starting tomorrow against Troy, and they're going to try to save Chris Flynn, their quote-unquote best pitcher, uh, who's gotten shelled as of lately. He started off hot, but he's definitely cooled off. I don't think Alabama has really any sweat in this. You know, great fan base. Like we talked about earlier, they could have packed up the season when they lost their head coach. They actually are starting to play better without him. You know, they're playing for a reason. I think this is an incredible 30-for-30 story, as Matt Grissom kind of alluded to on our show. You know, give me Alabama, like I said, and don't even worry about it. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I'm, I'm looking at their stats and wondering what the hell is our coach betting against them for? Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. they're really balanced for a team that's like a, a 16 seed, um, like offense and pitching. Uh, yeah, I like them here, too. I don't really think there's much of a challenge from the other three. Yeah, Bama, this is easy. Bama's going to win this. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, we got a Bama. You know, Jeff he's Davis pulling the car. What did he do? No, I, I think Jay. I think oh. is getting ready to hit us with a non-Bama pick. Yes, yeah, I thought. So, Are too. you? Oh, my bad. Sorry, I cut you off. I just thought. No, you were all you're good. I, I, I'm a, there. This is a head scratcher. We can't do this again. I, I actually, I have to go Boston College. I think uh, I have to. He's taking one for the team, boys. That's commendable. I think I'd go Troy, though, if I was going to go. Can you bet that? No. Yeah, you can bet the game. Circa is the only one that I've seen hang a a yes-no prop on Tuscaloosa. And Jeff Davis, what I was about to say, it's stupid that we're even having this not offered to us. Pitcher A had a 3.50 ERA 104 whip. Pitcher B had a 3.51081 whip. Pitcher B was the replacement pitcher for pitcher A in the Alabama game under that gambling scrutiny. So yeah. it it was a pretty much one and one swap. And if you remember the game in question, Alabama came back in like the ninth inning yeah. and almost came back and won. So yeah. The fact that that this is still not up there as a as part of the betting market is laughable. I mean, grow some balls, hang a line. This yeah, is not that that thing stinks. Like there's something so much more to that story that the way that yeah. all went down, like, you know, for them to figure out he's on the phone with a guy in a ballpark, you know, like none of this makes any sense. That's pretty wild. Yeah. I don't get it because if he was trying to get down a five-figure bet like the, 
the story said when it broke, I don't know anybody that that takes five, like you can't get a $10,000 limit on bets that I know of. I mean, you can't bet a fat, you can't bet more than a thousand at circa and they'll book anything. The only thing I could think of is maybe that alert. It kind of red flagged it. Why is this guy trying to throw five G's on a game? That's the only, the only concept that I can come away with. Uh, because like you said, it's typically it's a thousand dollar minimum, but yeah, well, maybe they listened to College Baseball Insiders podcast and knew that LSU's <laughs> bullpen was trash. And they're like, you know what? I'm up so much money from March Madness. I'm just going to go out there and, and bet this baseball game. <laughs> I, wonder I love the plug there. Hey, it wonder, could hey we're, we're spreading it. Should we get a hold of Jig Jack? Maybe Jig Jack took that bet. <laughs> See what he's get a we little know, investigative action going. We can't ask Jig back Jig Jack about it because it actually was a bet MGM casino, and that's yeah. who he works for. So he's not gonna be able to tell us anything, like yeah. unfortunately. So off the record, <laughs> it is what it is. Carl, Carl, let me <laughs> know. never do that, Q. <laughs> right, never. I'm all right, boys. We just it. covered all 16 regionals. Uh anybody else kind of want to touch on anything? before we kind of wrap it up i know with five people we run a little bit long um so we'll real, kind of get out of here real quick best bet tomorrow morning who do you get tomorrow all right i'll read my place real quick just, or just your number one um my number one i would say probably iowa minus 130 it's probably my number one um I, I, I'll keep it simple. I got Dallas Baptist minus 135, AM minus 165, ECU minus 155, Iowa minus 130, over 12 and a half in the UConn Texas Tech game. I really like that at minus 125. And then I just don't see how this loses. Miami, Vanderbilt, Florida, and Arkansas all to win their first game at plus 107. I don't know how this loses. Put this on my headstone. It's, it happens all the time man. He, had, he had one dying wish to throw together a can't lose parlay that's it it lost <laughs> um i'm on i'm on the same dallas baptist iowa and uh tcu i just it, the board is small tomorrow there's so many just huge lines uh i may end up taking a little bit of like some big dogs just because of the pitching matchups. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I kind of like Northeastern plus 105. That was another one that I went ahead and bet Yeah. Uh, versus Maryland. I just think Maryland playing in the Big Ten, they're going to be tired, a, a tired team. Northeastern not winning their conference. And, you know, after the great year that they had, I think they may be playing with a little bit of fire. Take it to a bad Big Ten team. <laughs> Uh, Matt, can you see just after we get off the air? I'm just curious, or anybody, what's UVA's line for tomorrow against Army? Uh, first one on the board run line minus three and a half, minus 105, over under 12 and a half, minus 115 both ways, and money line UVA minus 400. Oh, my lord, that's higher than I thought. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was going to be in the 200s. I was going to say throw them in a two team parlay, but. You get into 400s, you're going to need three and four teams to catch some plus money. So maybe just stay away. All right, boys, you guys got anything else before we kind of wrap this up? I'm no. good, Q. I, I like your one bet. Uh, it's going to be probably my best bet, the UConn-Texas Tech over 12 and a half. 
Like it. Let's roll together. Both teams average uh, runs allowed and, and runs given up or runs scored around 13. So I think we can get there. Nice. Uh, you know, an interesting little nugget, uh, Noah Phoenix sent me today. It it was the overs in game one. Typically, they're, they're lower because you would assume it's going to be aces. But the unders or the overs last year went 21 and nine. And in, in the first round game, so may may just blindly bet the over in all these tomorrow. Yeah, it might be worth it if you're if you just want to get wild. No, this is like also coming from here. That's the why sports we're, gambling. The sports we're wild and styling, baby. Where they like to bet the first half under in every single March Madness game. So <laughs> fair enough. That's kind of their thing. Fair enough. I uh, tried that strategy, and after about four games of heartbreak, I had to get off of that. It was it was pretty. Uh, bad. It was profitable this year. Well, not not the four that I chose. I chose the four <laughs> that lost. No, that's why you've got to do them all, Q. Come I on, know. it's a numbers game. <laughs> I know. I'm, it was it was bad. I kept drinking Miller Lights, and it just I wasn't seeing the board any clearer. So, Maddie, Maddie you remember what's going on his headstone, right? Oh, the yeah, I can't lose can't lose i just i don't see how it can lose that's it that's <laughs> it i don't see how it could go all right boys uh matt thanks for coming on with us college baseball Absolutely. special we'll plug it again we've got at collegebaseballinsiders.com is the uh, college baseball insiders guide we've all got it it's it's great advanced analytics thanks to jason jason really uh doug d Forrest got us all the stats that you know, we're able to com- compile and, and hopefully get you guys on the right side of some winning bets. You know, just be patient, follow pitching, study the pitchers, see who's doing, you know, doing what. Uh, look at the matchups before you just blindly bet because this isn't college basketball. This isn't NCAA football. You know, dogs can win in baseball, so you really need to pay attention. Uh, with that being said, if anybody else doesn't have any closing uh, thoughts or sermons, I'll go ahead and wrap it up. <laughs> going once, going twice. I'm going to sleep for 12 hours. <laughs> All <laughs> right. As we always say to end the show, bang your bookies. Thanks for listening to the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and be sure to follow at Notebook Wagering. Until next time.